Hello and welcome. I'm Sean. And I'm Kat. And this is a special episode of Been There, Seen That. Welcome back, guys. It has been a little while. We've been on a it's bit been of a little hiatus, while. And uh, we're here to hopefully answer some questions about where we've been and where we're going because we have some exciting things in the work. Um, but firstly, we just want to say thank you guys for waiting it out. If you guys are listening to this episode, that means that you have patiently <laughs> been anticipating this episode. Yeah. And uh, we regretfully didn't finish our summer blockbuster series, but... There's kind of a bit of a reason for that. We've had a lot of stuff happening in our lives, and we'll update you on So that. much stuff. <laughs> but we also came to the realization that Top Gun Maverick, which was supposed to kind of cap off our summer blockbuster series, and actually it's the whole inspiration behind why we wanted to dive into really what makes a summer blockbuster a summer blockbuster, because when you were first seeing a lot of Top Gun Maverick's success last year... Everyone kept talking about, is this the return of like the summer blockbuster? Yeah, and- it was like a big deal. Yeah, I think it was a nice break from all the Marvel movies that people see over the summer. And usually that's kind of like the staple attraction. And there was longevity in it. Top Gun was running through theaters for a long time. I mean, they've re-released it a couple times now, like twice. Yeah, I was going to say, it was just in theaters in like December or something like that, right? Yeah, they had an IMAX re-release when they were trying to fill in some open weeks they had before Avatar 2 came out. And that's kind of part of the reason that we pushed our Top Gun Maverick episode because we talked about after coming back from hiatus, going back and finishing those last two episodes for you guys. Um, And the Avengers episode will be coming, but... Before the Avengers episode, we have our second season of Road to the Oscars coming up, which we are very eagerly anticipating, um, and we hope that you guys are just as excited as we are to get back to that. Um, We will be breaking down, for those of you that weren't there last season, we will be breaking down the Best Picture nominations once they come out, and we'll be giving you in-depth walkthroughs of each of the Best Picture nominations, giving you our opinions. Just a plot overview of it, like what we think, what critics think, just kind of a huge overview of all the Best Pictures. And throwing in kind of what we think has been snubbed and if it was like deemable as a Best Picture. So it's really fun and we're looking forward to it. But let's talk about what we've been up to because we have a lot to say, you guys. (laughs) Um, Let's start with It's been an eventful few months. Yeah, you've had the biggest changes, so why don't you fill us in on what you've been up to since uh, August when we last dropped an episode? Yeah, so right after our last episode, I got COVID, which (laughs) was unfortunate, but uh, luckily it wasn't too bad. It only lasted like 24 hours for me, so nothing like detrimental. I'm totally okay. Um, I did get it from the Harry Styles concert, which no regrets, but (laughs) I was very lucky to see Harry three times last year, so. I think it was an eventful year with you that uh, walking away from a Harry Styles concert with COVID is like a, a simple price to pay that many people. Yeah. Pay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like unfortunately gave it to somebody else, but I didn't know I had it. So it was it was a whole deal. But I, I did have COVID. So wasn't feeling that great. And then I had been applying for other jobs and it was it was kind of a long process. I had been 
accepted into this position, but I hadn't heard from them for like weeks. And I, I kind of had to advocate for myself and be like, hey, like, I'm still here. Like, don't forget about me before you close out this this job position. Um, and so I get a call from JetBlue, is who I work for right now. And they ba- they basically said, can you be here in Florida? Now, mind you, I was in New York at the time. Can you be in Florida in three days for uh, six-week training? And I said, yeah, because that's what I wanted to do. So I've been training as a flight attendant. I graduated that. It was a whole whirlwind. We initially planned on recording episodes until I got there. And I was in class for like 12 hours a day, uh, studying the other 12, trying to sleep. It was like college part two. It was not easy. So go go easy on your flight attendant. of training, wasn't it? It was supposed to, yeah, so it was supposed to be five, and then Florida got hit with, like, a hurricane, so we canceled classes for a week, and I it got pushed back, and it was, like, a, it was, like, a whole deal. Like, it just kept getting pushed back further and further, and then, you know, I finished that, and I was like, Sean, I'm so excited. We're going to start the podcast again, and then I got based in Boston and uh, had to essentially pick up my life and move to Boston within three days of graduating. <laughs> Um, so I was living there in somebody else's house for a month and then I was sick eternally the entire time I was there. I felt better. I got back to New York. I'm now based at JFK. So if you're flying through JFK, give me a shout out. (laughs) But we, we were about to start recording again and I just got sick again. Like it's been a cycle of COVID training, working sick. Like I just haven't had a second to breathe but luckily new year new us we're starting back with the podcast and i'm so excited that we we're finally doing this and i'm so excited to get to avengers when we pass road to the oscars because i've yeah. been talking for i want to say Ever. since last road to the oscars like early on in this podcast about addressing a lot of the marvel films and kind of where the marvel cinematic universe has made its impact in the film industry nowadays so mm-hmm. I'm really excited. It comes up in like that. every episode. Yeah, it does. We always tie it back to how Marvel's kind of shaped the industry nowadays. And it's something that we need to address. So rest assured, mm-hmm. the Avengers episode will be coming. Um, and I know we've already said that like two or three times, but it is. <laughs> but it's on its way. It, it's coming eventually. So what have you been up to, Sean? Tell everybody what you've been up to. Well, the week before you got COVID in August, um, the whole reason that we had to push originally was I was at my cousin's wedding. Um, I don't know if she listens, but shout out to Michelle. Um, Congrats. Your wedding wedding was great. It was so fun. And then, of course, I came home from the wedding and you had COVID and then you went to flight (laughs) attendant school. Um, I was still working at Universal at the time and it was just a chaotic season. We were transitioning into Halloween Horror Nights, um, which... For those of you that don't know, it's like an after-hours park event at Universal where they have a bunch of these haunted houses and scare actors. Um, it changes. But that doesn't even like hours. encompass it. It like is the Halloween event of the year. Like it's it's huge. It is. But the point is, if you don't work the event, the park hours are cut drastically. So everyone kind of was like scavenging for hours. I always compare it every year that it comes around to the Hunger Games because <laughs> if you see people trying to like pick up shifts and give away shifts, someone will post that they need a shift gone. And within 30 seconds, like someone's ready to snatch it because people need to make their hours. And currently Florida is just a very expensive state to live in as many states are. Um, 
And you know what? We've just been dealing with that. I'm currently looking for a job where I feel like I'll be compensated a little bit better. Um, So we're on the hunt for that. But I've just honestly been trying to get my footing on life. That's that's the best way to describe (laughs) the past few months. I've been watching movies and trying to figure out life. So uh, long story short, we're navigating our 20s, but <laughs> that's where we've been. <laughs> if, if we had to put it into one sentence, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> but welcome back. We're so excited to be here. Um, we're really excited, especially that we're able to start kicking off for the Oscars season two. That's so cool. And it's almost our like one year anniversary of the podcast, which is like awesome. I don't know if either of us expected to be here and expected to actually have you guys listen to us which is really really sick especially after like a months-long hiatus if you guys are coming back we really like genuinely you need to understand that we are so appreciative of this um at the end of the day we didn't start this podcast for clout or to try and get a bunch of listeners it was more so just for us to talk about movies openly and have a documentation of it um but we are so happy that we've opened up that conversation a lot of you guys have messaged us have been in our dms asking where we've been um letting us know what you guys have been up to and we're so grateful we love talking to you guys and we have so much in store for you guys i can't wait to give you guys road to the oscars season two and hopefully it's a little bit more put together and clean than last season now that we- <laughs> kind of know what we're doing i'm never gonna have our footing know what we're doing yeah i mean looking back on last year it was (laughs) i just remember like i'll share with people oh i have a podcast with one of my best friends like it's it's great like we do movies and people are like oh my god what's it called and like been there seen that so they they scroll down all the way to the first episode and they're like i'm gonna listen to don't look up and i'm like please don't (laughs) i i beg of you Please don't, don't look up and don't listen to that episode. If I yeah. had to share an episode, I would probably say, <laughs> I guess Top Gun's this is my favorite. Yeah, like what's our favorite yeah. episode? I would probably say Jaws. I really am happy really? with this episode, um, which Jaws I know was is a fun. part of our summer blockbuster series. Yeah. So. Top Gun was definitely my favorite just because I think we put, we were so excited that day. Like that was a very exciting day for us. Oh, um, and speaking of, Top Gun, one of the reasons that we pushed that was because I think Sean mentioned this earlier, but even if it doesn't get a Best Picture nom, it's going to be one of our snubs. So we're definitely going to be covering it in Road to the Oscars. So fear not, Top Gun Maverick is coming very soon to your headphones near you. (laughs) Let's start talking about the Oscars a little bit because I want to hear what you're hoping gets nominated. Uh, And currently it is January 11th at the time of recording this. So the Golden Globes were last night. Literally, as we were booting up to record, they've been announcing the SAG Award nominations. Um, So I want to hear what you want to see nominated at the Oscars. What are you looking at? So obviously Top Gun Maverick, I think it broke so many records. And um, I mean, it was just a phenomenal movie. Like Top Gun is what it is, but Top Gun Maverick was absolutely incredible. I also really enjoyed um, The Banshees of Inisherin. I think that was a very well-written film. And they did win Best Screenplay last night at the Golden Globes. And um, we're going to go through the Golden Globes a little bit because it's really telling of what the Academy has their eye on for the Oscars. We see a lot of similarities with all of these award shows and like what gets nominated. Um, those are two that like initially come to mind. What what comes to mind for you? So my top film of last year, actually, let me ask you this. Did you make a list of your top 10 or 20 movies of the last year? Or did you not do that? I know a couple people were like, Sean, I haven't been home. 
that's fair. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I sat down to do it and my top 10 at the end of the day I was going through it. I was like, I'm not surprised that that's what ended up being my top 10, but I definitely forgot about some of those movies. And then when they were coming mm. back, when I was looking at all the movies that I had for the year, I was like, oh, well, that's definitely like beating out some of these other ones that I held like high and by no means if it's not in my top 10 like that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good movie like you just mentioned Banshees I loved Banshees um I thought it was incredibly well written I thought the performances were so moving but it just wasn't in my top 10 and same with the Fablemans a lot of people had the Fablemans in the top 10 that would probably make my top 20 I say probably because I'm still not like that positive on it um and it it won movie it won Drama Motion Picture last night, too, which is a big deal. Um, and Steven Spielberg won Best Director. So I'm I'm not going to be surprised seeing all the nominations, and I'm sure that it will definitely sweep. But well, the biggest thing that I want to see sweep is Everything Everywhere All at Once, because really they did win a couple awards last night, but I just think that that was the most out-there movie, and the fact that it's so crazy and kooky, but at the same time so moving, like... You're walking into this movie, watching it, not even knowing what's going on. And then you're walking out with tears just pouring down your face. And I don't really think that many movies have the ability to kind of handle two tones like that evenly. And so I think Everything Everywhere is definitely up there. Um, And another one that I haven't really seen a ton of hype for, not thinking it's going to get some nominations, might be my snub, haven't decided yet, is The Northmen. Can I be honest with you? I haven't seen it. I love The Northman. I saw it in theaters three times. Really? Three times. I wow. I was obsessed with it when it first came out. Like, I was talking The Northman for weeks. Jeez. Yeah, I never got around to seeing it. I just, I was really excited for it, and then it came out, and I just didn't care. But I, I definitely, it's on my watch list. Like, my watch list is just so long right now. <laughs> to kind of get through everything but another film that i think is going to be a huge contender maybe not a best picture nom but definitely a best actor nom is the whale so i haven't seen the whale yet i it's on my list and it's like a high priority movie on my list haven't gotten around to it yet i'm usually a very big fan of anything that comes from a24 really i think that their production company Kind, I guess they just have a really good sense of what's going to be a good movie. And mm-hmm. I've I've definitely had some interesting films from them. But for the most part, I go into those movies very confident that I will walk out satisfied with it. And I'm also a big Aronofsky fan. Um, yeah. Big Brendan Fraser fan. Big Sadie Sink fan. So it's all there. The makings of a good movie are there for me. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I just haven't had the time for it. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to attend the one of the like first showings of the whale in New York, and they were doing a uh, Q and A with Darren Aronofsky. And for those of you who know me, you know that Aronofsky is my like hands down favorite director of all time. So this was a big moment for me. <laughs> I got front row seats, and then they brought out Sadie Sink. She was also there, um, so it was really awesome to see him directly talk back about that movie. Like after we had all watched it together and kind of experienced that emotionally together in like a sold out theater, it was so cool. It was like definitely top 10 experiences for me, but uh, it's like seeing Harry Styles and then seeing Darren Aronofsky. (laughs) And then later it'll be seeing Taylor Swift. I was going to say, oh my God, how do we not update everybody on that? So Sean and I were in the freaking trenches trying to get these Taylor Swift tickets. 
Um, Everyone was in the trenches. Let's be everybody was in the trenches. The entire Um, nation. I know. Like (laughs) my friends' boyfriends were in the trenches. My friends Mm -hmm. were in the trenches. Like everyone, everyone in the nation in the world was trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. Apparently. Yeah, and I mean, we were extremely lucky to both get pre-sale codes, and Sean, I think you waited like six hours or something for your tickets, right? There's a whole story with that. So (laughs) they paused the queue. After everyone was in the queue for the pre-sales, they paused it because they realized that a lot of the pre-sale codes they had sent out, I guess, hadn't been activated or like weren't working. So they paused the pre-sale queue, didn't say anything, like Ticketmaster made no statement whatsoever on it. And you were just sitting there and your progress bar in the queue just wasn't moving. So mm-hmm. eventually after about an hour of it, you're like, okay, I'm just going to assume that we're not here. But of course you don't close your window out because that's just going to kick you out of the queue completely. So I waited and waited for like four hours. And finally I had to go get a haircut. And <laughs> it's actually a really funny story. I left my computer open. I went to my settings. I made sure that it didn't go into auto sleep and I left it open. I go to get my haircut. My hairstylist was running late and she had forgotten about our appointment. So I got there. She wasn't there. She's like, I'm not there right now. Are you able to, to come back later? And like, I've been going to this hairstylist. She's like a family friend at this point. And I was like, oh yeah, like I can just come back later. Like it's really not a big deal. It's like five minutes from my house. I go home and it must've been fate because when I got home, the progress bar was moving. And within like 10 minutes of me being home, I was let in. And once you got in, for anyone that did the Taylor Swift presale, were chaos. chaos. <laughs> like you're not, it's not home free. You're, it's- the seats were just disappearing, like right in front mm-hmm. of you. And you could watch like the little blips of open seats just vanishing in front of your eyes. And you would click on something thinking you got it, click check out. It literally said these tickets have been snagged. So I got very lucky. Um, and made out with it. I'm going with my friend uh, Trish and shout out to Trish and her friend Aaron. So we're going to go together and we got really lucky um, with that. I know that the majority of people did not get so lucky. So that is yeah, my experience so... with the pre-sale. And then you had a different experience entirely because you got a pre-sale yeah. access code to somewhere not even in your like remote area. You're We're, we're traveling for that one. Yeah. So I kind of looked at the thing and it was uh like that nothing was like in new york she's not doing a new york show but that's because she's doing a lot of stadiums and let's be honest like there's nowhere in new york that's gonna hold enough taylor swift fans but they have like new jersey dates and i was like ah do we really want to see a taylor swift in new jersey like that's not that's not the move um so i kind of just put in for random dates and locations just because I'm a flight attendant now. <laughs> we can fly anywhere for free. So I put in for random ones and I ended up getting a pre-sale code to uh, Los Angeles. And I don't know if, you, you know, if you guys were there, you know, she added extra extra days. So now the, the um, pre-sale code works for all of the days and she's ending the tour in Los Angeles. So as Sean's going to get his haircut, <laughs> we're on like FaceTime the whole time we're doing this. As Sean's going to get his haircut, I'm logging in at like uh, their 4 p.m. time in Los Angeles. And um, I forgot about this. Yeah. So like you left, I got on and then they ended up canceling my sale. They pushed it to the next They pushed it 
No, they pushed it like a couple hours later. Oh, to later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were still catching up from all of the earlier pre-sales that they had put on hold. Yeah, so they were trying to make it smoother. So they pushed it to like, I don't know, like 8 p.m. my time or something like that. Just if you know what I'm talking about, don't correct me. I know I'm wrong. But (laughs) Um, so Sean gets back. He goes and he's like, okay, I got the tickets. And Sean and I have had this deal. When Taylor goes back on tour, we're both going to go on and buy whatever tickets are necessary and figure it out Which financially is very reckless for us. Like we by no means have the money to be doing this. but Absolutely not. (laughs) But it's Taylor's fit. So – like Sean goes on he gets tickets and I'm like okay no matter what we're going like it's not a big deal and then they open I am so lucky I get in in 45 minutes I snag tickets to the closing show in LA so Sean and I are going to LA to see Taylor Swift close her North American leg of the tour um in August of this year so that's honest I don't know how we skipped over that in our life update like that's probably the biggest thing that happened to me <laughs> Well, I'm also going to tie it back to the podcast here. I'm like, yes, I'm excited to see Taylor Swift in Los Angeles on the closing night of tour. I'm more excited about seeing Haim because I love Haim. <laughs> I know you're not the biggest Haim fan. The Haim sisters How are, are you more excited to see Haim than Taylor? I That's love a lie, Haim. Sean. Also, let's tie it back to the podcast, Licorice Pizza. So, you know, if you're a Haim fan of the Haim sisters and the Haim family, they're all in Licorice Pizza, which as we all know was my like hard campaign for the Oscars last year. Yeah. If it, oh. if that didn't get nominated, that would have been your snub. That would have been my snub. That would have been like I I would be fuming. <laughs> yeah, uh the the Heim thing is kind of secondary for me, but uh don't expect us to come back after August cuz <laughs> it's going to be an ascension of the soul. We're going to be different people after that, but just kidding. We'll always be here. <laughs> So I'm prepared to tell you, moving back to movies, um, my top 10 of the year. And I want to hear your opinion on it because, like I mentioned when I was talking about it a couple minutes ago, I definitely didn't think the movies that were in my top 10 were going to make my top 10. And this is in order. I will read you. Do you want to hear it in descending order or from like top to bottom? Let's go 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Okay. Yeah. So number 10 was actually a Netflix movie. Um, Wait, can I guess? Blue. Yeah. Oh. Did it's not Glass Onion. It's, <laughs> no, it isn't. Glass Onion's on the list, but it's actually okay. Do Revenge. Um, Do Revenge oh. is a comedy starring Maya Hawke and Camila Mendez. Came out of the blue. The soundtrack, killer. Loved the soundtrack. And it was just a teen comedy that was very refreshing. I hadn't seen a teen comedy that felt original. And this one felt okay. original. The humor was great. It was very modernized humor. Um, like book smart-esque? Yeah. And it was very okay. witty. The humor was very yeah. witty. And I just think that Maya Hawk and Camila Mendez, not only their chemistry, but them as performers, it was so refreshing because I haven't really seen Maya Hawk outside of Stranger Things. And I haven't really seen Camila Mendez much outside of Riverdale. And mm-hmm. I mean, Riverdale specifically, you don't really have a lot of room to to act as an actor. So seeing that Camila Mendez is a lot more capable of kind of just giving us these different emotions and different layers to her performance, it was refreshing. And it was a refreshing breath of fresh air. If you haven't seen Do Revenge, I absolutely encourage you to see Do Revenge because that was probably one of the biggest highlights of my year. It was probably one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Um, And I know that that's also probably a controversial take because I know a couple people that has seen Do Revenge and didn't think so highly of it. But I also know people that saw it and just like me think that it was just 
stellar, like out of the blue, had yeah. no re- no reason or right to be that good. So that's my number 10. Number, number nine. nine is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh my God. How- <laughs> Sorry, I probably just blew out my microphone. <laughs> I loved that movie so much. It's It was great. It was just original, unique. At the same it was- time, it was so socially relevant socially relevant it was humorous it also like was i don't want to say it was scary because like the level of horror that you and i are used to is like not for the fan of heart <laughs> to say the least yeah but i mean it was a good thriller movie i would say maybe horror is the wrong word but it was a great thriller, thriller movie comedy whodunit that's like the three yeah i would use for it and it was so good. It was so unexpectedly good. Like, I went in expecting to, like, think it was funny. And I think Pete Davidson is hilarious. Like, I, I usually enjoy watching him in anything that he's in. But, I mean, everybody just really, really knocked it out of the park for this one. They did. And that's why it's in my top ten, which then brings yeah. me to number eight, which we've covered on this podcast, was The Batman. That's surprising. Surprising that it's in my top 10 or surprising that it's that low in my top 10? I don't think it would crack my top 20. Okay. Agree to disagree <laughs> because I think that that movie is just stellar in like so many ways. That actually, if we hadn't already covered it and it didn't get like any recognition whatsoever, that would be a snub episode. Like it wow. deserves recognition. All right. And then before that, I would put Tar. Have you seen Tar? I haven't, but that's on my list. And I remember us both talking about that and being like, I don't know why, but this is going to be in the award season. Like, we had just seen the preview. It wasn't even out yet. You were seeing Don't Worry, Darling, which is another movie that we have to talk about. Oh, we're going to talk about Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> we've seen. that. We'll save that for its own episode. That won't be a yeah. Um, And then before Tar, which, quick summary of Tar is I saw it in theaters three times. Kate Blanchett is... Stellar. She's stellar in everything she does. She, she yeah. pulls out all the stops. And I, w- I was in like tar obsession. Very much so. Like similar to the Northmen, I was talking about tar for a month or two. You couldn't hear wow. anything else come out of my mouth. And before tar on the list is Glass Onion, which is the Knives Out sequel. I liked Glass Onion, but I'm honestly kind of upset that it's nominated for everything. I don't think it's Best Picture material. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't get a Best Picture nom. I don't know. I mean, it didn't crack my top five. It's number six yeah. comfortably. So yeah, but I still I enjoyed it. I love it. the Knives Out franchise. I think the Knives Out franchise is just great, and I think Ryan Johnson's just Chef's Kiss. I agree. I I don't think anything is wrong with the movie at all. I just don't think it is what I expect from a best picture. It's more of a fun family film. That's fair. Um, And then I'll just give you my top five. I'll crank it out here so we don't drag it on. Um, Number five is Prey, the Predator movie that went straight to Hulu. If you haven't seen it and you're a fan of Predator movies or just horror movies or thriller movies in general, so good. Very unique. Top Gun Maverick, number four, yes. coming in. Had to, had to be in the top five, but it wasn't in my top three. So it's number four. Breaking and, my heart. Uh, here we go for our top three. We have Pearl as my number three. Um, That's anyone, not surprising. Anyone who went through the X hype of the past year, you you know exactly why it's up there. Pearl is definitely the superior of the two. Um, and it's not a debate that I'm willing to have with anyone. So. <laughs> 
Um, and then the top two would be the Northman number two and everything everywhere. Number one, which I feel like I kind of touched on earlier in this episode. Okay. That's just in case anyone was wondering my top 10 of. Yeah. I was honestly going to be, I was going to be a little mad at you if Top Gun was below Avatar. Avatar is not in my top 10. Okay, good. I don't, okay, this is just a personal Catherine thing, and you guys can hate me as much as you want for this, but I don't care about Avatar literally at all. Like, I hated the first one. I thought it was so long. And then I'm um, just going to give my my brother a shout out here. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Um, he went to go see Avatar when I was home with his friends, and he came back from the movie, and he said, that's three hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> so... Coming from someone that sat through it twice and has plans to see it a third time tomorrow, Ooh. I think we might just be on a little bit of a different page. But admittedly, yeah. it didn't make my top 10. So do with that information what you will. I'd probably put it in the top 20. I can do my, I'll do my secondary 10 and I'll, we'll talk about it on the first episode of Road to the Oscars. Yeah, I'll come up with my top 10 as well. And we'll, we'll like go through that. Uh, just kind of like preface the Oscars with like what we, what we kind of thought of 2022. But I think there's one film we touched on that we can't close out this episode of the past six months review without going over. And that is Don't Worry, Darling. I think that we're just going to have to like spark notes version our discussion right now because not only is there the movie, there's a controversy behind the movie. The whole drama. (laughs) The drama, the publicity. We were invested, guys. Like, that was our life. The whole nation (laughs) was invested. Yeah. I I don't think I could log on to Twitter without seeing someone talking about that or the Leah Michelle and Funny Girl stuff. Yeah, it was one or the other. I mean. It was a great time to be a gossip blogger. It really just It was was. amazing, yeah. Don't Worry Darling did come out, and it made an impression, and it definitely would not make my top 20 of the last year. I genuinely really, really enjoyed it. I really liked it. There's more that I wish had come from it. However, I think the reviews, it just got review bombed so bad that my expectations were on the floor, and I went in with pretty much no expectations at all. I was just excited to go see Flu. flu. (laughs) I was excited to go see Florence do her thing and, like, I candy Harry Styles. But he actually impressed me with his acting. Um, Not the best actor. I'll say that. Love him to death. He's not the best actor. In that film, I think he killed it, my policeman. But I really enjoyed Don't Worry Darling just as a whole. I really liked it. It was a fun watch. I've, I watched it like I've three times. Thoughts on it. And I mean, we saw it together, so we briefly discussed it, but I will save my thoughts for a don't an episode. Worry, consider this an announcement that there will be a Don't Worry Darling episode. We're going to go over it. Yeah. It's coming. So, yeah. With that, I'm going to go ahead and, and say if you guys enjoyed today's catch up episode, we've enjoyed greatly catching up with you. So go ahead and give us a follow at BTST Podcast on Twitter or Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, you want to let us know some of your favorite movies, if you want to share your top tens of the last year, we'd love to see those. You can go ahead and shoot us a DM on one of those or shoot us an email at btstpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you join us next week for the first episode of season two, Road to the Oscars. I can't wait for it. And I know that I'm really excited to put that schedule together, which hopefully we'll have announced next week. Yeah, hopefully.
yeah, I mean, the announcements for the nominations come out on the 24th, I believe. So around that time, look for an announcement for our first episode. Sounds good. Well, until then, I'm Sean. And I'm Kat. And this has been another episode of Been There, Seen That. See you guys later. Bye.